full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is collect those stories from the people that lived them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Where We Landed is supported today by Advanced Plumbing. Advanced Plumbing has been serving Grant and surrounding counties since 2000. Founded by Patrick Parnell, Advanced Plumbing has built a reputation for reliable, dependable, high-quality plumbing services at an affordable price. The legacy continues as Advanced Plumbing is now owned by Miranda Parnell Lozier and her husband, Garen. With a full team of licensed, highly qualified plumbers, Advanced Plumbing is your go-to option for all commercial and residential plumbing needs. Call us today at 765-664-6061 for a free quote on your next plumbing project. Welcome to this week's episode of Where We Landed. I am Alicia Hazelwood, and I am here with Kylie Jackson. Hey, everybody. And we have Iris in the room today. hey And we're excited for our guest today to share with you guys. I'm going to throw it over to Kylie so she can do our top thing, not icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It is not an icebreaker. We're just going to chat. <laughs> Just get warmed up. <laughs> what did we call them a few weeks ago? I've already forgotten. What did we call it? We called it something. You got to remember if you're going to remember. I can't remember. <laughs> I was hoping one of you guys would remember. Yeah, it's not know. an icebreaker. It's a, hey, how you doing? I don't know. I just made that up. Conversation <laughs> okay. starter? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It. But so anyway, you got are, some fun questions for us to do. These are yeah. coming from the game Let's Get Deep, Friends Edition. Okay. <laughs> um, that makes me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> All right. First question. Uh, As you switch the oh, card. Oh no. <laughs> First question. What's your comfort food? Pizza. Oh, a comfort food. Wow, you knew that right away. Um, well, what what was it the one day? I was like, you guys, I texted for lunch. And I was oh, like, yeah, I want- need mashed potatoes. Yeah. Mashed potatoes is always our comfort food. And it's always like um, whenever we don't feel good or we're finally starting to like feel better at the house, the kids are always like, we want KFC mashed potatoes. <laughs> I know. KFC specific. Yes. KFC mashed potatoes. It's kind of hard to find mashed potatoes. Honestly, like we went to Cracker Barrel that day. You wanted them. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, they were, they hit the spot. Chef's kiss. (laughs) All right. Sarah, what's your comfort food? I think it depends on what Mm. it is, but it's always something warm for sure. Mm -hmm. Like I can't think of a cold food. That's like a comfort food for me. Mm -hmm. Pizzas. I mean, there's times where I really crave pizza, Pizza. but I will say there's a meal that like my parents used to make growing up and it was like minute steaks and mashed potatoes and green beans. Okay. Wait, what is a minute steak? It's kind of, is it a Salisbury steak? Probably, Probably. but it didn't have like the gravy stuff that I think Salisbury steak has on it. But there's something that feels, I think because in college I didn't eat a lot of meat. So when I came home, Ah. I really was craving Mm, beef. And so my mom, she would ask, what do you want? And I would say, oh, I would like this. Even though it's not like a a fancy meal. It's not their best meal. It just felt comforting to me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good. Uh, I think mine is probably tacos. Mm. Maybe pizza. Really either one of those. Uh, (laughs) I love a good grilled cheese and tomato soup, too. That's a real good one. I'm like, I feel like, so what are we having for lunch today? I know. I know. This is where this is going. We always talk. I think the pizza... Whenever we devolve into pizza talk, yeah, it's when we're recording around lunch. We're ready. We're ready yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> we're ready for food. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. What's the next? Next one? question. Yeah. Uh, what's your ideal room temperature? Seventy. Oh. Wow, you knew that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. That's too. because our thermostat stays on seventy at my house. <laughs> yeah, all year round. I was gonna say I think ours stays like on sixty-eight, um, but it's like sixty-eight. But I always have a blanket. Yeah, I yeah. have a blanket at 70. Yeah. Even in like even oh, do you? Oh yeah. yeah. I probably would. <laughs> I'm always too. cold. Yeah, I probably would too. It depends on if I'm sleeping or awake, but between oh. 68 and 70, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I do like it colder when I sleep. That's true. I think they but. say like 65 <clears throat> is what it should be on when Ooh. you sleep. I know, right? Burr. I know. I I don't do that. It's too cold for me. Uh yeah. mine is 68 in the winter and 74 in the summer and 66 at night. So kind of close. Yeah. 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 I like your cycle. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, energy efficiency. That's what the energy efficiency numbers are. 
I don't know. You guess. <laughs> Keep it a little warmer in the summer so the air conditioning doesn't have to work as hard and a little colder in the winter so the furnace doesn't work as hard. Mm. You know? Yeah, I like to be warm. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely feel like we're falling into territory that we don't belong. <laughs> yeah, right. We're the experts. Talk no. about energy efficiency. No. no. <laughs> Sorry. No. Uh, oh, where's the strangest place you've ever fallen asleep? Oh. Hmm strangest place i can start with this yeah um, oh this is she knows good. i had i i'm pretty sensitive to when it's dark out i get tired when it's dark out so the winter's pretty hard for me mm-hmm. but even as a child there were a couple of um like authentic kind of restaurants that were very moody that my parents would take <laughs> us to so there's like an authentic chinese restaurant and then this other restaurant that was in an old jail mm. like your table was in the cell Ah. And you could like write on the wall. It was cool. Yeah. Was cool. Okay. It wasn't weird. It was, really looking at it was cool. It wasn't like, weird. No. Sketch, sketch. And so I was only at the Chinese restaurant. I was only allowed to order like egg rolls and maybe mm. the soup because I would just fall asleep <laughs> in it. And then there was another, there was like this chicken sandwich and fries. I was allowed to order at the other place because I would fall asleep. And they're like, it was dry. We could heat it up later. Like you weren't going to make a mess. So, But it was the it was the ambient light of the room. Yes, I will get very tired. So my family would really prefer if movies, it was pitch black in our house when we watch movies. And there's nights where I'm like, I have to turn some lights on. Yes. <laughs> if you want me to be able to ta- yeah. tell you about this right. movie. Yeah. She's exactly. like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just particularly sensitive to the dark. So, huh. Huh. So restaurants, that's <laughs> multiple so, restaurants. If you dine with Sarah, take her to a well-lit <laughs> restaurant. Which is interesting. Like, I can't wait till we get into like your design work and yeah. how you're influenced by <laughs> your, own, your own lighting preferences. Yeah, that's good. That's what good. about you, Alicia Iris? Uh, I can't think of a weird place I've fallen asleep at yeah. all. I mean... Oh. I fall asleep in cars, like in vehicles, if I'm not driving. <laughs> if I'm the passenger, I... Asleep. Yeah. So, yeah. Like going across town. Mm. Like, yeah. Like if oh. we go to Ivanhoe's, I sleep on the way there. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, Kylie, I use your thing. I stole from you. Um, I So we took the kids on a road trip for the first time. Yeah. Like they're spoiled little turds is what they are. But we took them on a road trip and I told them, if you close your eyes, we'll take the shortcut. Yeah. They're on to me now though. Yeah. But I got that from you. Yeah, my, pa- my parents <laughs> yeah. did that to me my entire childhood. <laughs> close your eyes. We'll take the shortcut. <laughs> and then stuff. another sleeping hack that, uh, this one I thought you were going to mention. My oh. aunt used to babysit for me like every Wednesday night or something. And she would always say, let's have a contest to see who can keep their eyes closed the longest. <laughs> And I always winner. won. Yeah, winner. <laughs> I she wanted you to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. She was like, I would just lay down for like five minutes and you'd be out and I could go watch TV. Yeah. What about <laughs> your sister? Uh, no, that, that Katie didn't Katie? fall for that. Oh, okay. No, I mean, like, honestly, like, I wasn't falling for it. I really like to sleep. So, like, she probably, like, <laughs> she just probably knew. could have just asked. Yeah. yeah. Do you, are you want to go to bed now? Go to bed, Kylie? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ready. <laughs> Thank you. Tuck, tuck so me good. in. I'm ready. And that's how I am today. Yeah. I will sleep uh, anywhere. Com- competitive napping, right? <laughs> you competitive win. <laughs> I love a nap. Yeah. I can't I nap. That. It's got to be dark. Mm. No, nope. I'm in a car. It's mm-hmm. got to be dark. Good stuff. Oh. I don't have any weird places. I don't know. I'm, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm not a real anxious traveler. I just feel like I need to be aware of what's happening. So, but I do so, fall asleep so in if, cars. If the pilot needs you to help him drive the plane, you know where you're at. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just prepared. I yeah. don't know. Even th- even though my uh, fight or flight response is freeze, so whatever. <laughs> All <laughs> whatever. right, I got a few more, but I feel like we that's probably yeah, uh, we, probably enough of that. Yeah. We did a lot there. Well, I <laughs> we're on something today. We're real giggly today, and I love it. So um, our guest today, um, as you um, have heard her share some of her things today, we have Sarah James um, in the studio. Yeah. And uh, she is the owner of Sarah James Design. Is that correct, owner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, in all of her free time, she also works as the advancement content developer at Taylor University. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, have affectionately called that she is in charge of super social media. <laughs> I don't know. I just, <laughs> just making that up as we go. But Sarah, we're so happy that you're here. Um, and we really want to learn how you landed here. Yeah, well, I was actually born at Marion General, Woo-hoo! now Marion Health, <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so I was born here, and my parents grew up both in Marion, mm-hmm. and that's where they met. Um, my parents are four years apart, so they didn't overlap in school, um, but my dad was 
um, he was directing a play like through the Civic Theater. Okay. And my mom was in it, and that's where they met each other. So um, Godspell holds a very special place in our heart, (laughs) and our family's very theatrical. I'm probably the least uh, in the group uh, of the four of us. And so, but my sister has an amazing voice. My mom has an amazing voice. My dad's a director. And I was like, I'll be the funny one in the chorus. I don't really want to, there was no, you know, solos or lead roles for me. Um, but my grandparents, uh, both sets lived here in Marion as well. And all of my aunts and uncles have stayed in Marion. My parents have moved. Um, and so I only lived here till I was seven and then we moved to North Carolina and then we came back for high school and I went to Richmond high school here in Richmond, Indiana. Um, and then came to Taylor for undergraduate work. Then we left and I was a residence hall director at Northwestern College in Iowa for six years, then did grad school at Taylor. So came back and now we've been there ever since. So, so where about in North Carolina did your family move to? We were in Greenville, North Carolina. Nice. Yeah. I grew grew up in Salisbury, North Carolina. Oh, got it. Whenever somebody says North Carolina, I'm like, ooh. (laughs) My parents live there again now. Yeah. What took you to North Carolina as a child? Was it a parent's job or just changes? Okay. Yep. He ran performing arts centers my whole life. So that's what brought us back to Richmond for high school. And then um, eventually they landed in Ohio and now they're retired and live in North Carolina again. Nice. Yeah. So performing arts then. So I hear you say that that wasn't like your thing, but I'm sure you were probably around the stage a lot. Yes. Uh, Probably whether you wanted to or not, you know how things work. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) And do you have like a favorite play? Ah. Um, Well, my dad's side of the family is Jewish. So Fiddler on the Roof was really fun because I felt a little bit more connected to it. Uh Um, but I've got to meet a lot of really cool people during my parents' work, like during my dad's work. So it was really like just some really cool experiences. Like I've been in a limo with Yo-Yo Ma Mm -hmm. and I've got to meet Ray Charles and like just a bunch of really cool things. So it was really fun. And I also would read the writer with them, which is like the contract Mm -hmm. the artists would have. Yeah. (laughs) And so there were lots of times where if you have a special, like a lot of times people will put kind of really unique things in their writers uh-huh. to make sure that they're paying attention to it. Um, that like the people, all the green M&Ms. You, yeah. in the so room. I separated Skittles, M&Ms, like all <laughs> kinds of things. Like that yeah. was kind of my role for, to help okay, that out. Well, so what was the most ridiculous one that you remember that you were like, okay, the like, M&Ms thing was like a thing. Um, and you know, this was 30, 40 years ago. So it was, they didn't come individually colored. No, you can just spend a little extra money and, right. yeah, and get it. So we would just, yeah, it was at the, at the time that felt crazy. And yeah. I remember my dad looking for Oriental rugs. Like that was a whole thing because they needed them for the stage. And right. Richmond's not small, but it's not huge. And so looking for the specific type of rug they wanted on the stage was, you know, just little things, things like that. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing, Nothing inappropriate, nothing really out there, yeah, yeah. you know, just little picky things. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where you're like, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So talk to us a little bit about your design. How did you, how did you decide that that was something that you loved and that you wanted to do? So t- just take yeah. us down that road a little bit. Yeah, I've always enjoyed it. I would rearrange my room a lot as a kid and wanted to do stuff. My parents are very, very practical, so I didn't get to do a whole lot of it. Like, I'd be like, can I paint the room this color? They're like, nope. Um, <laughs> oh. sale, but so, <laughs> so I would, you know, I don't liked, talk to my daughter, please. <laughs> I'm your parents. <laughs> well, maybe I could just come and help her. Yeah. Um, okay. But we, um, Yeah, so there were times where that wasn't a thing, but I've always been creative. And then it was a combination of, I was a residence hall director at Taylor for six years. So being in charge of a dorm with 200 women and the lobby was kind of the main welcoming spot and where people hang out. And I was like, how this is presented to them makes a huge difference. It helps you know how to use the space, who's welcome in the space, um, what's supposed to happen here. And so I really took a lot of ownership over that and spruced it up. I was like, if I was an 18 year old woman, like what would I want in this essentially living room that is in my home, you know? And so I thought a lot about that. And so I think those years really formed it. And then my husband and I designed and 
hired someone to build our house. They build a house. We did not build a house. <laughs> um, we designed our home, and that was a that was kind of a turning point where my husband's a graphic designer, and so we, with our powers combined, like we had a lot of ideas. <laughs> and he was really passionate about the outside. I was much more passionate about the inside. <laughs> I mean, we cared about both, but our strong suits were in the other. Right. And so, um, yeah, and just when you build a house, you have thousands of decisions to make and you have to figure out what are the most important things? Like we were not using an existing floor plan. So we're like, how do we want our family to spend our time? Do we want the kids to be upstairs a lot? Do we want them downstairs a lot? How many TVs are we going to have? And how do you build a house where you have enough space for the things that you, how do you want to use the spaces? So our kids have very small rooms, especially for like a new build, because we never wanted them to have like a couch in their room. Just wanted to sleep or, in there, right? Right. Mm -hmm. We never wanted them to have like a gaming system in there. Like the idea was you're not, you're not spending a ton of time in your room. We also have four extroverts in our house, so that also helps. Things <laughs> yeah, bit, but they don't need to get away and lock yeah. themselves. Or to have if they do, time. they don't have to be on screens to be away. Right. You know, um, I just I didn't want that for us. So there's like yeah. some things like that that were like really intentional decisions. And now my son is six three and a half, and he's like, I kind of wish my room was a little bigger. I, was like, I know, but when we built it, we weren't thinking he was going to be that big. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but overall, overall. Sorry, um, you're still on a twin bed. Right. No, he's, <laughs> he's, in, a, he's yeah. in a queen, but it is Not it a fills lot up a lot of the room, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Yeah, but that that was a real turning point. Like we both, something kind of awakened in both of us. We're like, oh, this is really fun. This is kind of interesting to do and help prioritize what, how do we want our life to look? And I think that's when I started realizing more and more like, the spaces in which we spend our time have a huge impact on our enjoyment, our mental health, our like the work that we're able to do, the work we're energized to do. Um, you know, I think a lot of like a lot of the nonprofit word work world work doesn't have money mm -hmm. to yeah. spruce up their facilities, right. and yet they're some of the hardest working underpaid people as I'm looking at all of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it's like, oh, this is actually really important. Um, and I got to experience it with college students for many, many years. And then it doesn't seem any different with with older folks. So. Yeah. And, and you touch on a good point too, because we talk about that a lot in our building um, with healing spaces and, yeah. you know, we want them to feel this way and to feel that way. And, and I think one of the things, um, you know, we try to not do is to not make assumptions about like what is perfect for one person isn't going to be perfect for another too. But totally. that, that also is challenging when we only have money for paint. Right. But mm -hmm. yeah. we do always say, you know what? Paint's cheap. Let We can always, repaint something if we need to. So yeah, I hear that. I hear yeah. that for sure. Yeah. So because I don't know you very well, just yes. met you today, mm -hmm. I'm interested to know, so what does a day in the life of you look like? So how does this design, is that a full-time business that you have? Is that part of what you do? How does, how has all of that been shaped in our yeah. community? Yeah. I work uh, part-time at Taylor. And so that takes up my mornings. And then in the afternoon, I typically either am doing normal stuff at my house <laughs> um, or have a chance to try to see my friends or I will do design work. That's kind of when I squeeze it in. Um, I wanted to almost call it like Sunday designs or something because I feel like on Sunday is when I get a lot of stuff done typically or when I'm working with people who, you know, are working full time. Like that's a day that a lot of people can get together, whether it's over Zoom or, um, you know, a FaceTime call, or I'll go to their home. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes that's a thing, but that's a, that's definitely like a side hustle. Like it's mm -hmm. not anything now. My parents are, would they would love for it to be a full-time job, as would most of my family. Um, <laughs> but financially, I just don't know if I can swing it yet. But yeah. I really enjoy it, and I think there's definitely a need for it, but I think there's, you know, it's a, it's a luxury thing. Like I get that. Um, and I think there's kind of an idea that maybe in Grant County people wouldn't spend money on that, but right. it also doesn't have to be HGTV, you know, yeah. like it's not like, okay, everything has to be marble now. And <laughs> like, you know, I'm very realistic with people's budgets, um, but I do realize it's like, it's an, it's a bonus thing. Mm -hmm. I would say it's pretty pivotal to like your success of whatever the space is supposed to be, but I understand how it feels like a luxury. Right. So when you're, 
when I'm thinking design, my brain goes from everything from rearranging furniture and putting up some paint to like fully knocking down walls and like redesigning space. So what's the spectrum look like of the work that you do? Yeah, the majority of what I've done is using what people have figuring out what needs to supplement those things. Like I have done a few renovation type of things where walls will come down. uh, But for the most part, it is working within the confines of like what's already there. Making their space work better for them. Yeah. And does that include organization? I know in my house, I, we joke, I live in a frat house right at the moment with two (laughs) teenage boys and and a husband. Yeah. Um, only my dog is female besides me. So, um, (laughs) I gave up about, about two years ago. Um, is there, is it organization or is it more style visual for a feel? What does that, how does that play into it? Yeah, It kind of depends on the person and what their needs are in the space. So, It almost is, it's almost always, I will ask the person to deep clean and purge before I come over because that alone is going to make the space feel different. (laughs) And I think the majority of people I work with, they just have too much stuff. Yeah. I was like, I can't, I I can't make it feel the way that you want it to feel without some of the stuff going away. Mm -hmm. Now it's hard when things have. I say that has to be a hard conversation too. It's a very hard conversation. Some people don't don't want to get rid of things. No. Mm -hmm. And I will say I have a more minimalistic design myself. Like that's what I like because for me, when there's margin visually, it helps my brain. Mm. Like I need to be able to have some space because my life is already chaotic enough. So in our, our main area in our house, um, is like living room, dining room, kitchen. It's all really open concept. And we have huge built-in shelves, like from waist to our 10-foot ceilings. Like it's it's very big and the TV's in there, but it's the only place you can really put knickknacks. And so all of our books are there and all of our stuff is there, but that's the only place you can put stuff in that room. So there's not lots of dusting around little things mm, everywhere. Yeah. It's all in one spot, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I I think that the majority of people's issues with their homes, not because sometimes I'm like, oh, you don't have anything. I have nothing to work with here. We got to go get some <laughs> stuff. The majority of people just have too much stuff. And for whatever reason, they're emotionally attached to it. They spent time, they spent too much money on it. And they're like, I can't get rid of this. Um, but I think that's one common thing. And there's there's been a couple clients where I'm like, I've done what I can do until you get rid of some items because I, it will never feel, you can't throw enough money at me. Like I, I can't do anything else. Right. I want to help, but the things that you're inspired by, the things that you're, are your goals, they cannot be accomplished. The two are contradictory to each yeah, other. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I get that it's hard, you know, and yeah. so there's times where I'll help people do that. I would not call myself a professional organizer by any sense. <laughs> if my sister hears this, she will die laugh because she'll be like, you are not. Um, <laughs> like she, she needs to start a professional organizing thing, but, but organization is a big part of design. The space has to function. And yeah. so you can't have too many kitchen gadgets in a kitchen that doesn't hold yeah, all the things, right? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And so sometimes it feels like, oh, do I have to get rid of this? And I was like, I can't, it's your house. I'm not yeah. going to tell you no, but. But where are you going to put it? it yeah. And if, <laughs> and if you, and you know, if you bring new things in, are you getting rid of some things? Yeah. Because it's just all of our things, they take up literal space, but they also take up time because you have to clean them. Mm-hmm. You have to maintain them. And they also take up mental space. So if you have to, like, if you, if your world is cluttered, if your life is cluttered, then your brain will be cluttered. It's just kind of how it is. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, I I can feel anxious. And so I'm like, I got to get rid yeah. of some stuff. Yeah. So, it's not always just that, right? Yeah, it's not always sure. purging, but a lot of times it is. Well, like I totally get that too, because I mean, I have three other people that inhabit my space and two dogs, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, and I'm not really great at sharing my space, but... Um, <laughs> Um, as soon as like, you know, if I come down and I feel chaotic and everything else feels chaotic and we come downstairs and like pillows are everywhere and blink, I'm like, okay, we're cleaning up. And like, as soon as like we put the things away and put things back and like the counters cleaned off, it kind of feels like, 
okay, now we can relax. Now we can do like whatever it is that you guys had in your plans, right? But I, I don't know. A, yeah. Really, more a comment. I don't. I don't know about you guys. Like, oh, I walk feel? out the door and shut the door. Oh, she. So she's <laughs> an avoidance. Also a viable option. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm like it's a frat house. I yeah. I am one person. And they are three. And I throw up her hand. She gives up. Walk out the door. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So my friends and I are actually having this conversation a lot because we, um, there's a a group of us who are all in like the home buying stage. And so new homeowners, you know, we've all bought homes in the last five years. Uh, And so everyone's kind of like coming into their own and like Mm -hmm. create, like creating their aesthetic for the first time. And, And so my aesthetic has been dubbed by my friends cozy curated. Oh yeah. So it's like warm. There is stuff, but it's like, Spe- like special things intentional so it's not like cluttered yeah yeah, yeah. it's not like curated. oh that's cute let me pick it up but it's something that has like meaning yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. so like then we'll like we'll just you know have game night here or have dinner at this friends and everyone will just like compliment each other on like oh i really like what you're what I you're doing that. here and so yeah. uh i th- i agree that i think it's like an important part of um yeah your own mental state yeah like is affected by all of those things. Yeah. I mentioned to my husband, Steve, the other day that I was in the mood to move and he looked at me and freaked <laughs> out and I said, not like really move. Like I want to pretend we're moving and like box everything up. Cause yeah. when you do those big moves, yeah. that's where yeah. you, you declutter and you're important. like, I haven't touched this. It's in the back of the cabinet. Like what? Yeah. I don't even know how to use this thing. Like, why are we keeping it? Yeah. So I want to move back into my own house. Yeah. <laughs> But then the idea of actually doing that really stresses me out. And I just walk out and go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the door. <laughs> I was going to say, when when we were home for COVID, that was definitely very, very uh, up front and in the forefront of our minds mm-hmm. <laughs> because we were in our house. Like everything, like we did like so much. Like we well, I remember you like made a whole office we, during COVID, well, right? You- no, that was just recently. <laughs> <laughs> but during COVID, we literally painted our entire house. And then like I had to like replace everything because nothing matched at that point. It was just kind of like I just kept looking at things, but it was like we were very intentional about trying to like clean out cabinets and like, you know, this day we did the junk drawer, this day we did this. We're like, do we really need these things? Right. Yeah. So um yeah. I being there and being in the space and realizing the effect that it has on you and whether you want to be there or not, um, really changes and yeah like i said i can def i can always tell when i feel chaotic and it's usually when there's things like all over the place yes. yeah <laughs> so you've kind of boomeranged with yeah, your feel, life feel like like you moved yeah, here. Sorry. wait, wait yeah. a minute sorry. back Alicia. yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> well it thinking about like cluttered and being in a space like a community is a space right yeah, and totally. the same thing and you think about design and not just home spaces but community spaces and you've lived other places and come back here so what are maybe some of your favorite spaces in the community? Because you're looking at it from that design aspect. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know some of your favorite places and why those places are That's important interesting. to you. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's your there's your hard Scott question. I'm not here. <laughs> Sorry. You thought we dodged a bullet when Scott I know. I didn't here. think that was really a hard question. I love it. I can't wait to a hear good the one. answer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about like the alleys, you know, and people decorate the alleys. I'm giving you no, time I'm to giving think. your yeah. answers. We're, giving, well, I'm giving we're stalling. <laughs> I will say I love the murals and yeah. the like renewed mural action that's happening downtown. Yeah. I think it's really fun. I love the one that the Taylor professor and students did like at Mama Pearson's and um a couple places like that. I think that's really fun. I love because of my role at Taylor. I think about like an Instagrammable moment uh, where it's like if people are coming here, a great a great free way of advertising is having something cool for them to take their picture with. Yeah, and so those things are really I think are really good. I think that we could have more of them on campus or on campus. I'm used to talking about Taylor <laughs> in town um, or in our county. I think the other thing is I'm like I live in Upland, and so my this sounds so bad. My world's kind of small. Like I don't have to leave Upland a whole lot mm. because I work there. My kids go to school there. My husband works there and our house is five blocks from work. Like we don't have to go yeah. anywhere mm-hmm. a lot of time and we go to church in Upland. So yeah. the combination of all those things, it's like, I know places in Marion, obviously. I mean, I think that the, um, is it studio 407? Is that what it's mm-hmm. called? Yeah. The, is yeah. that the number? Yeah. Um, I think her space is great. It's so eclectic for me 
But like, I don't mind going there and hanging out for a little while yeah, and yeah. checking it out. Like, it feels really fun, Absorbing you know. It, yeah. Um, this sounds so silly, but like, when all the plans are at Lowe's, yeah, and like going to see like the lights, you know, like all like the you know the sunlight streaming in and all the the plants are there i'm like oh yeah that's nice too like i i kind of find a lot of enjoyment in little things like Payne's is super eclectic mm-hmm. as well and i love stephen Payne. he's a, our kids are friends and stuff but like it's not my style but like i love going to eat there and Same. like i want to hang out there Same. for a while like i want these places yeah. where i spend a couple hours at to feel different mm-hmm. um more so than how i want my home to feel if that, if that makes sense yeah, so, no i get that so i want an experience like i don't want things to feel like every day because that's the whole point you're doing right. something new right you know um so yeah i mean yeah there's a lot of places where but i also find a lot of pleasure and beauty in most places like i'd be like that's really cool how they figured this out or that kind of thing there's not a lot of places where i'd be like this needs a complete overhaul <laughs> um, but i'm like that's kind of cool I kind of feel like you're a pretty positive person where you walk in and you're like, oh, but this is cool. So let's work with that. <laughs> I try to, well, and maybe and maybe I've been trained to figure that out with people's homes, right? Yeah. Where I'm like, I like to improve upon things. I don't necessarily want to start brand new things. I'd rather improve upon things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we need to start a ton of brand new things. I think there's plenty of stuff going on. How do we just use what we have? And that's probably something my parents instilled in me. And then also then being able to make the most of what we have and then add where where is needed and that's probably yeah. my mentality with most things so it would make sense that i'm probably approaching design work <laughs> yeah. like that as well where we landed is supported today by advanced plumbing advanced plumbing has been serving grant and surrounding counties since 2000 founded by patrick parnell advanced plumbing has built a reputation for reliable dependable high quality plumbing services at an affordable price the legacy continues as Advanced Plumbing is now owned by Miranda Parnell Lozier and her husband Garen. With a full team of licensed, highly qualified plumbers, Advanced Plumbing is your go to option for all commercial and residential plumbing needs. Call us today at 765 664 6061 for a free quote on your next plumbing project. I love that though. Like that's, um, and I, I have a hard time living in that space too, because I can't, you know, bring dead things back to life. So I love when someone can, right? Like when they see potential in things that I'm like, eh, let's just start over. (laughs) (laughs) So I have an appreciation for that for sure. My godmother is a huge antiquer. Like she'll walk into a Goodwill and she'll be like, oh, this is this. And she can tell you the story and how much it's worth. So I am actually the exact opposite because I am terrified that I will buy a chest or a chair and I'll repurpose it for something and she'll yeah. come over and be like, oh, that was worth a thousand dollars if and you, you hadn't done that. It. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like she yeah. has furniture you don't sit on because it's so old. It'll oh, fall apart if you like she's that kind of antiquer. And I love her house is very eclectic. Lots of stuff. She's lived lots of places. But those are always some of the things that I look at. And I'm like, man, I wish I could like mm. see things differently. Yeah. But when I see a table, it's a table. I mean, <laughs> but I will <laughs> me say, too. <laughs> me too. I, the pragmatic person in me, I really don't understand having stuff that you can't use. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. So for me, unless unless it's just for beauty's sake. But yeah, it's kind of art. To with her. the stage of life that I'm in, there's absolutely no way that I would yeah. have something super precious or something that's irreplaceable, like mm-hmm. out unless it's framed or up on a shelf right, or something. Right. Like, there's no. For me, there's no need to have furniture that you can't use or touch, let alone touch. You know. Yeah. Speaking of stage of life you're in, tell us a little bit about your kids, what they keep you busy doing, and yeah. Um, I have a 15 year old son named Oliver who goes by Ollie, but sometimes people think his name is like Muhammad Ali, like Ali (laughs) when I say Ali, so it's just short for Oliver. Um, He definitely goes by Ollie at this stage of life, and (laughs) he is just joined track a couple weeks ago like late and i'm like what's happening because he's not a runner he's throwing which is that's what my son does (laughs) he uh also plays soccer for eastbrook and um is currently in the play the musical that's happening at eastbrook Ah, so he got the bug too yeah i mean again he doesn't want to be the main lead i don't think but he's He's happy to be a part of it yeah he's a team player he kind of gets that from me we're like i want to be with people but i don't have to be the star right Um, And then my daughter is, well, right this very second, she's on like a real mission. She's very entrepreneurial. 
and they're selling chocolate for their fundraiser at school. Oh, you should have brought it. I bought some. Well, you can Venmo yeah. me. Okay. Um, because, <laughs> because every day she sells a box. Oh, oh my gosh. Like she's on a roll. Sweet. And so every day I'm taking her to Taylor and she's walking around. Oh my gosh. And she's oh like, and she gets 60 bars done in 60 minutes and then we're done. And oh my God. How many has she sold? How many boxes? Well, we've had five days of it and she sold five boxes. Oh so my gosh. gosh. She's bringing two home this weekend so that she can sell more. And I'm like, oh gosh. Because uh, I, I so, have no interest in selling this chocolate. So yet. maybe she's a fundraiser. What is, she, what is she raising funds for then? Well, this is just for her school. For but, school. But as a but young. That's a big deal. Yes. Yeah. And as a very young child, she, uh, she, well, she has a very special place for homeless people mm-hmm. and um, she, or unhoused people, excuse me. And mm-hmm. then she also, um, she is pretty artistic. And so she has had a couple of art shows at our home to sell her artwork <laughs> to go towards the Grant County Mission nice. and a few yes other places. Yeah. So she's How really, amazing. How old is she? She's 11. Okay. Yeah, and she is um, adopted, and she's named after my grandfather, who used to be the Grant County Commissioner. So, yeah, yeah. and my grandma (laughs) used to be on city council. So, it's just, like, fun to have. It's so interesting, because I think I knew you, like, I followed you on Instagram. Like, we just met in person for the first time, like, less than a month ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I followed you on Instagram for like several years, but I just always assumed that you weren't from here, that you moved here for yeah. Taylor. And no. like we were talking before we started and you have all kinds of family around here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody's here <laughs> except, for, except for my immediate family. Yeah. My sister doesn't live here. My parents, but everybody else is here. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. yeah. What, awesome. what is that like, you know, and you boomeranged as we said like to leave and then come back and still have so much family here yeah it's really special i mean as family gets older you realize time is hard and and even with kids actually like it's like oh it all goes by so fast yeah um so and most of my relatives don't have children Mm -hmm. so it's nice that we're closer um and yeah it's it's nice to know that we have people to call if we need to and yeah yeah, it's been really special to be close, especially since my parents live so far away. Um, it's nice to have somebody closer. Yeah, we've talked yeah. about that on the podcast before, just coming back to have the village to help raise mm-hmm. the kids, right? Like yeah. being able to call my friends from high school to come over and like, hey, can you pick Gavin up when you pick up you know, your kid and just yeah. drop him off at home or I'll swing by and pick him up or mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Ollie and Julian, mm-hmm. so. And I'm married to Ryan. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm he... like, there's other people in the family. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and my husband teaches graphic design at Taylor and has been in graphic, I mean, he was a graphic design major at Taylor, and so he's been doing it ever since. And so is he from here? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. No. Mm. Where's he from? He's from Centerville, Indiana. Okay. So we went to rival high schools, and that's oh. when we met. Mm-hmm. Oh. But actually what's interesting is like, Ryan's parents are the ones who will come here the most to probably help us out with kids, because yeah. they're retired and they're physically capable and mm. they're very energetic. So they love helping out. And, jumping in if they need to my mother-in-law's name is also sarah james which you can read into that whatever you want but it is uh it's it's, i would not i'm very happy to share a name with her i'm not embarrassed by that at all so (laughs) spelled the same yep without an h wow you even spelled the same we have different we have different middle names so that's helpful (laughs) that's helpful (laughs) my husband has a cousin that has my name only she's alicia but it's spelled like mine so yeah I get yeah. stuff for her in the mail sometimes. That's what I was gonna say. As long as you're not getting her mail or her bills. No, the only she can time, get some of yours, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing that was funny is at their church they had an announcement in the bulletin, like this was a long time ago, but that Sarah James was pregnant and they were announcing that I was pregnant. Like it's a sweet little church, oh, right? Oh gosh. And then she had to stand up and be like, Hey, it's this is my daughter in law, not me. <laughs> I'm gonna be a grandma, not a mom. <laughs> She's like in her sixties. She's like, This is not me. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. So one of the other things we usually like to talk about is, um, and you know, we've talked a lot about the connectivity, like that's important, right? You know, finding your village, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's church family, work family, what, whatever it is, um, definitely sounds like you have that. And um, raising a family in this community and in this county, um, 
and that connectivity, right? Like I always say, I, I want my kids to have trusted adults that aren't just me and my husband, right? Yes, of course. They need yeah. to have those other trusted adults that like, if they do have something and they don't feel like they can talk to me about it, they, they have someone else that they can. Yep. So talk about what it's like um, raising your children in this community. Like, what do you feel like advantages that they have by being here versus being somewhere where you don't have that connectivity? Yeah. Well, it actually is probably what keeps us here the most is the community that we found in Upland. So we have a group of friends that get together regularly. Our kids are friends. And I wouldn't say they're all like the best of friends, but they grew up together. Mm -hmm. They trust each other. I could easily call any of them and say, hey, could you pick up my kid from school? Or could they come after school until I'm done with this meeting? Or, um, you know, they've sponsored the kids when they've become, when they get baptized or Mm -hmm. um, things like that, you know, and we share meals. If, If there was ever a time that we needed something, I would go to them the exact way that you go to family. Yeah. Um, and a lot of us, because it's upland, none of us live very far away from each other. <laughs> and so our kids can ride bikes to each other houses. We can walk to small group. We can, you know, those kinds of things. So it's pretty, it's pretty special. Um, they're definitely the people you call if you need this one ingredient that you're like, <laughs> do you have this? It's not usually sugar, but you know, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, but sharing meals together, going through you know, cancer together, going through uh, miscarriages together, like not just the fun stuff, but the really difficult stuff too. And, yeah. um, and the difficult stuff with our kids that happen. And it's nice to know that other adults care about our kids and they see them in a different way than we see our kids. Cause you know, they're over at that house hanging out and it's nice to know another adult who cares about them is a part of their life. And my ask strategic questions without being as nosy as it seems like mom and dad are being or something. So yeah, that's really great. I think, um, I did not ever go to really small school. So it's interesting for our kids to pretty much go to school with the same people majority of their life uh, Mm -hmm. because they don't know anything besides Eastbrook. And so, um, but that was the experience my husband had and had a really good experience. And so it's been fun to see that, um, play itself out the kids are pretty extroverted and they're pretty involved so it's nice to get to meet other people through their activities and things like that too and then I would say being part of the Taylor community is is a huge thing for us because the world comes to our college campuses so while we don't live in a super ethnically or racially diverse town Mm -hmm. there are a ton of people from other countries and all over our country on campus. Mm-hmm. And so if you are smart and you get involved in things, my kids have talked to people from all over the world. They have babysitters from different places, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. My daughter is adopted and she's biracial. And so it's really important for me that she sees other brown and black folks. And, yeah. um, and we're really thankful that that's been able to happen there. And even in our little neighborhood, the four houses around us all have adopted children, which is mm. really cool. They don't all look alike, but they're yeah, all yeah. adopted. And so that's yeah. nice to see yeah, they, they different can. ages and be like, oh, this is a special connection that they have. Yeah. Mm. And that our families have. Right. Yeah. That's good. Very cool. Um, going back to that college campus um, yeah. feel, what do you... Um, you know, we constantly are talking about, we have these two gems in our, in our County. We have Taylor and Indiana Wesleyan. And how can we use those two resources to, to better integrate in our communities or be, be better hosts to our campuses and then also uh, bring, bring students into the community and give them better experiences while they're here. Yeah. Yeah, From your I perspective, think, obviously, yeah. you're not speaking for. Well, totally. <laughs> yeah. and I wouldn't even forget Ivy Tech. Like, absolutely. We have three colleges here in Grant County, which is pretty crazy for the size school. I mean, the size county that we're in, right. you know. Um, I would say, you know, it's different, I think, for the Taylor students and the Iowa students because the Iowa students are really close to like the bypass, right? And mm-hmm. they're doing all the things on there um, that are available. And it's not like Taylor students will drive, they definitely come there. Uh-huh. Um, I think one thing that would, could be helpful is that people who are not a part of this college communities to feel, to try to make themselves more comfortable on the campus. Mm. So the idea that like, like McCon is a great coffee shop. Like, I don't know if you guys ever go on campus. That's mm-hmm. like, where I hide. Yeah, totally. Because um, <laughs> college kids don't pay attention to you. Oh, totally. <laughs> shop. Like to maybe do meetings over there yeah. instead yeah. of just going to the Abbey, though I love the Abbey. I'm not saying anything bad about the Abbey. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, like to remember, like, that's a place too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that's helpful is that, um, like, 
we have a, like both campuses have a Chick-fil-A on campus, like both Iowa and Taylor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people love Chick-fil-A, but I, I would, I could see how I would be intimidated to go onto the campus. You got to find a parking spot yeah. and then you got to know where to walk and, right. and you got to like, me, everyone else is swiping a card and you've got to pay with a credit. Do, yeah. Do exactly. they take yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. And so there's some things that I'm like, oh, I wish, I feel like it's almost more of our responsibility as the college campuses to make it more hospitable to the townies Mm -hmm. than it is the other way around. But Mm -hmm. I think there's a twofer, like to take advantage of the musical and theater programs on the school. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you can't go to cheaper concerts. You can't go to a closer concert. You can't, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the art show openings, like I buy student art. We buy student artwork all the time because Mm -hmm. we can afford student artwork. Mm -hmm. We can't afford other artwork. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's, it's original. And I'm like, I can't wait to have this sign and be like, guess what? I got this when she was 18 or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I, and obviously my husband works in the art department, so I'm aware of those things, but I think there's a a way to do it where there's not only two parties, but do you know what I mean? Where the campus Mm -hmm. and the local folks are able to like, yeah. Two-way street. Two-way street. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then maybe to make sure that there's, you know, if, if there's boards or if there's meetings that include community stuff, to make sure that there's people from those institutions that are included in that conversation, Mm -hmm. because there are ways for us to feel like we're in a bubble because our students, I mean, they have, I mean, you know, they're going to TJ Maxx and they're getting coffee and stuff, but they're not Mm -hmm. like, they're not involved the same way. Like the rest of the voters are Mm -hmm. who work there, you know, and the people who have roots here and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel pretty strongly about keeping my money in Grant County. Mm-hmm. So like I shop in Marion as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that came from my grandparents. <laughs> and so, um, so even if I can get it in Muncie, I usually will try to keep it. in. Yeah. So there's things like that where I'm, I'm encouraging students to try to do that as well. I don't make it quite as forceful as that, but, um, <laughs> but some things where I'm like, Hey, try, try this place out. Like it might not be one of the main places that all of your friends go to, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Like you should try this out. And they're like, how have I never been here? And yeah. I'm like, because we just stick to the places that we know. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that's so. like the perfect lead in too. So what mm-hmm. is that place that you tell them to go to? Oh yeah. Okay. So food or shopping or what, whatever it would be. Yeah. Well, I think that, well, it depends. So if I'm talking to people who live in Marion, then I would push them to come to Upland for a couple of things and then uh-huh. vice versa. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I feel like a lot of people know pains, but I think sometimes the price point keeps some college students away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, there are totally things that you can yeah. buy there, you mm-hmm. know, but I think you know, over the years, if you've been here long enough, you know, it went from like a coffee shop that had like, so when I was in college, yeah, Yeah. when I was in college, I would come back and like take my backpack and laptop and hide at Payne's all day on a Saturday and do homework. And then one time I showed up and there were like tablecloths and I was like, Oh, this this? place is different. (laughs) So it's a full on restaurant now, but I think it's great. I think the bridge is really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I, but when it comes to Miriam, like, I mean, everyone loves Los Amores, but like, I think El Taco is really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And depending on what you want and what you want the ambiance to be, like there's options. I think Casa and Gas City is good too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm biased because that's the one we go to the most because it's close. <laughs> um, but I also think that like, there's some like little coffee shops in Marion I didn't even know about that I was like, oh, I need to go there. It wasn't yeah. until somebody posted on social media that I didn't even knew it was a thing. Is it Lola's? Cause Lola's, I haven't <laughs> yeah. been there. Abby Wilkinson posted yeah. about it on Monday and Abby, I went- You know you did. I, yeah. I went Monday night and yeah. it's I'm yeah. not Great. aware of this. It's just Used to open. be Jack's Cafe. Yeah. Oh, Jack's, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that was a yeah. thing, I gotta go. <laughs> so there's some things like that that yeah. I think are fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I eat gluten-free, so that like, really minimizes the menu <laughs> options for me at a lot of places. Yeah. So I can tell you some things where I'm like, do not sleep on this. This is delicious, <laughs> but no one thinks to order it. If you can have gluten, <laughs> if you have the option, I want the fried thing because it's an option and yeah. it's delicious. But I'm like, no, oh, this is really good. Which so, is? Well, okay. <laughs> the beef stew is at Payne's is delicious. Beef stew. Mm-hmm. And, and no one probably it. thinks yeah. to go to a restaurant and order beef stew, <laughs> but I get it with the mashed potatoes because it can't have the popovers, but it's delicious. Like <laughs> it's so good. And like now my husband orders it sometimes because he's like, no one would think to order this, but yeah. it's really, really good. Mm. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And then I've done like a couple of like, I really like cafe meals, which my friends make fun of me about because it's not yeah. quote unquote real coffee. Um, <laughs> it's delicious. Let me live my life. Yeah. So I, <laughs> no like, judgment here. I've kind of gone yeah. like on a little like cafe meal yeah. tour yeah. in Grant County of like, what's good, you know? And I love thrift stores. And so I will. Wait, where's your favorite place to get a cafe meal? Where? <sighs> well, this is the. I got one at Lola's on Monday. Was it yeah. tasty? It's good. You're going to have tasty. to add it to your list. Okay. Well, I don't know, but the ice ones at Payne's, like, not at Payne's, sorry. Sorry. Um, at, at the bridge has been particularly good. Iced. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, I work with a lot, well, no, I, work with, I work with a lot of college students and then my coworker, like who's my partner at work, she's 23. So if I order hot coffee, she like makes fun of me. <laughs> and I was like, hot coffee is not chuggy. Do not start with me. <laughs> And I just say all these words that no What's one. Chuggy. She is going to die when she hears this. Um, <laughs> chuggy just means like it's out of fashion. It's not cool anymore. It was cool, but no longer. Oh. So that's going to be on a t-shirt. Yep, we were, ta we were talking now. to you about, we're, oh, we're going to start making merch. And oh, hot no. coffee is not chuggy. Yep. Yeah, right Thank you. That is, I will probably wear that. <laughs> I'll get a tattoo. I just, I just, like, she. a lot of people I work with say, the, the younger folks they say chuggy for a lot of things yeah. and i said i need a better descriptor yeah like yeah. you're using this that's not language yeah <laughs> but then we're old then yeah. now all of a sudden we're the <laughs> now old you're chuggy. So just like you should say chuggy to your boys and see what happens yeah. i'm going to use yeah. it this it, is gonna be pretty it was like the yeah. conversation we had about lit like a few years ago oh, at like Rotary. Someone was, wearing, yeah, someone was wearing something that said lit and they didn't know what it meant. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> God, uh, good, stuff. Yeah. good stuff. Yeah. But I, I, I enjoy supporting local. So mm -hmm. as much as I can do that, I'll do my best. Right. So the yeah. question I thought Iris was going to ask oh. a second ago, what's your favorite thrift store? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Well, a hidden gem is Helping Hand in Upland. Mm, okay. I've Their prices are so low. I used to be on the board and I volunteered there for many, many years. It is, okay, so I I still support Goodwill. I still support the other places in town. Um, mm. What's the what's the one now that's like across from? Renewed Boutique. Oh yeah, I totally go there. But what's the one that's um across from Dunham's and the Abbey? It's new. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Um, has yep. a, oh, it has a uh, funny little name. Gizmos. Gizmos, Gizmos yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in there. I found a couple little treasures. Mm -hmm. um, there's also, have you guys been to Buyer's Market yet? No. Not yet. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so there's <laughs> one in Muncie. So the Muncie one has been open for a couple years now. And I remember the first time I walked in and I was completely overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. But then I figured it out and now I'm like, I'm on the hunt. Well, what's, uh, so what's the trick? Okay, so. Well, first of all, if you don't like thrifting, you're probably not going to like a buyer's market. Okay. But the difference is, is that everything is new. <laughs> uh -huh. Everything is not used. Yeah. And um, a lot of the products are still in the stores. So I would go there first for some design stuff because they mm -hmm. had a lot of items. And I was like, well, if this works, I went in with a client. She's a teenage girl. We were doing a room. We found every single thing we needed for the room in buyer's market. And the price is easily 50 like 50% off of whatever the average price is. And then we had to go to Target to get one more thing that wasn't for the room. I told you, we got everything for this room at Buyer's Market. We found the same products that we bought at Buyer's Market in the Target. Mm. Yeah. So it was just at like, the full price. At the full yeah. price. And I was like, this is amazing. So, <laughs> but I have a couple of friends who really dislike yeah. that. And they're like, I can't. Yeah. can't do it <laughs> it takes a commitment for sure yeah, yeah. but i like the hunt yeah so for me yeah. it's really fun um it's it's the disappointment that i can't deal with <laughs> like oh, i have oh, trouble I when i go in this. looking for like yeah. one thing yeah. i need to go in with like an open you mind of like mind. you gotta yeah. have an open yeah. mind when you're yeah. doing that stuff yeah. yeah yeah so but i like i like exploring the new place renewed i always go there i go there at least once a week mm -hmm. where i try to find renewed. some stuff yeah um and they have one in guest city now too yeah so that's the one i usually stop at yeah. regularly because it's a little closer i like the flea market that's in gas city too yeah M mix mix is interesting yeah, yeah. <laughs> you cannot go in thinking you're gonna find no. one thing mm -hmm. but there's a there's a furniture section upstairs yes mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't go upstairs lots mm -hmm. of rocking chairs which is my thing i'm not allowed to buy any more rocking chairs I love oh, that interesting oh, yeah. that's an interesting ah. collection <laughs> yeah. well, okay so in fairness i'm short <laughs> and so it takes a very specific rocking chair ah, for me to be able so the feet to enjoy don't touch it the ground. so I don't dangle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, if you're going to rock in a rocking chair, your feet have to be able to touch uh, the floor. Yeah. So, yeah. Has anyone ever heard the um, the saying, um, well, now I'm going to get it wrong, the um, scarier than a cat in a rocking Rock. chair store or yeah. something like oh, that? I never heard that. I got to look it up. That's, not, that's, that's not, not the way that's you say it, but I've say. heard it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. I brought up rocking chairs. Yeah. Okay. Scarier. <laughs> More terrified than a cat in a rocking oh, chair factory or something like that. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Because they get something. Yeah. Anyway. They get rocked on with the Anyway. We've done that one. Yeah. I've we've devolved again. <laughs> Sorry. You can put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. She's, on She's a real listener. She's, on She's a us. real listener. She knows nothing's that going in those the show notes. It's in the show notes. All right. Well, we have now, we're well, we are close to an hour here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We've laughed a lot. Who knew? It's been great. Who knew? So uh, we can't let you get away, Sarah, without answering our what you're watching, reading, and listening to. Yes. I know. I know. Reading, probably, you mentioned, you said not to talk about I books. See, uh, no. Uh, I work at an institution of higher education. I definitely read books. Um, I, no, I do read. I just am a seasonal reader, as someone yeah. mentioned earlier. Like, I go in spurts where I read a lot, and then there's other times where I'm like, my brain can't function yeah. like this mm-hmm. anymore. I got to do something mm-hmm. else. So, if I read, it's a healthy balance of a good amount of nonfiction or fiction and then i'll like throw in a nonfiction. yeah because i went on a kick where i read too much nonfiction, and it was like everything was like improve this change this mm. yeah have a new perspective on this and i felt like do this do this yeah do i don't this. need to change my entire life yeah. like this mm-hmm. is overwhelming to me so i really smart i feel like a lot of narrative yeah. and story driven stuff is good for me but i love pop culture so mm. i keep up with it quite a bit and um Right now, if I can make two recommendations, because I was prepared for this question, uh-huh. yes. I think Abbott Elementary is a show that uh, it's so good. everyone can watch. It's so funny. It is saying some really important things about public education and race, mm-hmm. but in a way that is very approachable mm-hmm. and lets you really care about these characters. It's mm-hmm. not just like a it's not a preaching kind of show. It's like a, mm-hmm. you care about these people and the kids, and then it's super funny. But then also they get a couple of things where you're like, oh, they did a really good job like highlighting that for me without making me feel horrible Um, or that that. I need to go change the world or whatever. So not that you shouldn't change the world, but you don't need to. (laughs) Um, But I think that is a really approachable show that I really, really enjoy. And my kids can watch it and it's totally fine, which doesn't happen a lot with comedies that I actually like mm-hmm. um <laughs> and then uh ryan my husband and i are watching the last of us right now the last of us um mm-hmm. and that's it's been interesting i'm a six on the enneagram and so i'm like worst case scenario all the time so like this doesn't rock me that much because i'm like yeah i'll be prepared let's go <laughs> i'm not a prepper or anything but like i think i think through those things and so the fungus isn't getting me yeah exactly yeah. um but there's things that i there's something about that that doesn't mm-hmm. feel too soon to me, like with the, but it you know, can with still the feel real though. Yeah, right? it does feel real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think the acting is really good in yeah. it, and mm-hmm. I think that, uh, yeah, the uh, what's her name, Ellie. Ellie's mm-hmm. character is really approachable and feels real to me mm-hmm. as a teenage girl, and I don't know, I like her a lot. Yeah, and then there's Pedro Pascal's voice, so there's that alone. Um, <laughs> Swoon. Yes, but there. But I love television. I love yep. keeping up with stuff. I'll watch. Not so great TV, just so I kind of know what the conversation is. Yeah. Um, because I just like to know. And part of it's probably because I work with college students. So. Um, don't want to be chooky. I, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just need a shirt that just says chooky. I think I am. Just, like, own it. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, but I, I like keeping up with those things. I think what's happening in pop culture is telling you a lot about what people want what they're aiming for, what they're entertained by. Like, I think it shows a lot about values that are happening like in our current culture. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's not just like entertainment. Yeah. But what are some of those themes that are coming out and why do people care about it? Why are they drawn to it? I love it. Good stuff. Those are wonderful recommendations. Well, thank you, Sarah, for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure getting to know you better. And um, we're excited to, get your story out there and get people to hear about you and 
Uh, where can people follow you on social media uh, for your design work? Yeah, it's Sarah James Design. It's Sarah without an H. So I always say not biblical. It's very helpful. <laughs> Sarah, not biblical. In this area, not biblical is helpful. Yeah. In the circles I run in, yes. yeah. it catches people's attention. So. Nice. Sarah James Design, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And we will see you next week. See, see ya. ya. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.